Welcome back to the Jake's Take Sports Podcast. In this episode, I sit down with Bill Kozaleski of the Mansfield News Journal and Travis Berardi of the OH Report, and we take a look back at a wild week two of high school football, produced some pretty interesting scores, and a lot of a lot of teams kind of separated themselves from each other. So it's a great week of football. Then we take a look at uh, week three, um, one of the, in my opinion, one of the toughest weeks of high school football in this area. We got some really, really good games coming up this weekend. Uh, a lot of a lot of teams that are going to be able to make some noise and be able to kind of show their true selves. So uh, check out this podcast, and I enjoy doing this, and I, I appreciate you guys tuning in every week. Back at it, week three of high school football season. It's crazy the season's already 20% over. We say this every year. We say this every every year. year. It's fast. It goes way too fast. Yeah. 20% over. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, almost everybody will be in the playoffs. So, we actually legit have, like, 11 weeks of guaranteed football at least. So, uh, week two scores were pretty pretty good. I thought um, there was some pretty decent games. But there was no real big surprise. But we'll run down them here real quick. Uh, Plymouth beat Willard 49-13. Crestview beat Bucyrus 54-7. Highland topped Ontario 21-9. Carey came back late against Galleon 35-21. I think Carey scored was a 22, second half, yep. 22 points in the fourth quarter, I think is what it was. Uh, Mansfield Senior topped Marion Harding 37-6. We'll get a breakdown from Bill on that. Uh, River Valley beat Madison. That was just a little bit surprising, 14-7. Yep. Madison yeah. had a lead there in the, at halftime, actually. Uh, Granville beat Clear Fork 28-7. Shelby beat Lexington 45-28. Lucas with a grinder of a win over Hillsdale 14-12. Clyde beat Ashland in a, in probably That's probably the most surprising score, 34-0. Yeah. Uh, Colonel Crawford beat Smithville 49-14. Winford got their first win, uh, 23-6 over Pleasant. Buckeye Central lost to Triad uh, 34-0. Seneca East beat Fostoria 49-8. Upper Sandusky picks up a win over Mount Gilead 48-14. Just some other scores. West Holmes continues to roll 49-12. Bellevue only beat Edison 21-14. I thought that was going to be a little bit more lopsided. Um, Let's see. Dalton continues to roll 35-12 over. Is it Tusla or Tusla? Tusla. I think it's Tusla. Maslin Tusla. And uh, Port Clinton with another win over Rossford, 40-14. to um, Over in the Firelands Conference, Western Reserve rolled over Margareta, 34-10. to um, Let's see, St. Paul beat Fremont St. Joe, 48-18. to um, Monroeville lost to Calvert, 31-28. Um, that's just some Northmore, 30, 31-20 over South Central. We'll get a breakdown on that. It's actually 37-20. 37-20, okay. 37-20 over, over South Central. Um, Crestline lost to North Baltimore, 64-0. Um, Mapleton, who we were really high on at the beginning of the season, starts off 0-2. Yeah. Lost to Wellington, 11-8. Um, so, Travis, where where were you week, week two? And give us your takeaways. I, I was at Northmore, yeah. South Central, and both teams are pretty darn good. Yeah. Uh, South, we'll start with South Central. Uh, they're... Brandon Mitchell, yeah, their quarterback, quarterback 326 yeah. yards, I believe. He's over 600 yards in the first two games. That's crazy. He had a really, good last year, a really good year last year, too. But um, actually, this first, the first quarter of the game was nothing. After a 40-minute delay, we had the storms come through, just right. like at Arlen Field and the southern uh, areas of our 
coverage area. Um, but after that team, I think that kind of hindered the teams. They had to, they still had a 40 minute warm up, right. but you know, first quarter was kind of slow, but then right at the end of the first quarter, Mitchell hit, uh, one of his wide receivers, I think it was Adams on like a, a quick slant after setting it up. Kind of like, you know, the old college football games, you set one play up with another. Right. It was a quick slant hit and he just outran the, the, uh, Northmore defense, but that started a string of four straight possessions of touchdowns. Northmore wow. goes down and scores another big hitter by South Central. Northmore scores again, but uh, Northmore hit a two-point conversion to go up 8-7. South Central scores, doesn't get the two-point conversion, so it's 14, it's 15-13 uh, uh, or 13-8. Northmore goes down again, scores, gets the two-point conversion, up 16-13 at the half. Uh, second half, Northmore gets the ball to start. They score. Uh, South Central comes right back down and scores the cut at the three again. Northmore answers and scores. Looks like South Central is about to score again, but two straight possessions, interceptions, the second inter the second possession. Gavin Miller with a 56-yard pick, six to go up 37-20, and that pretty much clinched it. So uh, it, the score was a little bit uh, wider of a margin than the, the game, game actually margin. was. But uh, Mitchell, other than the three picks he had, Three touchdowns looked really darn good. Night from other than a couple big school quarterbacks in this area. One, right. one of them being Marshall Shepard. I think he's, I think he's the best small school quarterback we have in the area. That's interesting because I, I think it was a couple of years ago South Central had a, a really good quarterback. Yeah, was just kind of throwing it laterally the whole time. Uh, I watched him against Plymouth, and I think he lit him up for yeah. close to four hundred yards or something. But, yeah, uh, and then on the other side for Northmore. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. But they have a four-headed monster at running back. Cortez, the quarterback, can run it. Uh, Max Lauer, who we always talk about, he yeah. led the team. But four of their running backs over 88 yards rushing. Wow. They ran for 388. Uh, Nico Cristo, Garrett Corwin, uh, Marcus Cortez, Max Lauer all ran for over you know, 88 yards. Uh, and the, the thing that head coach Scott Armrose did that was perfect was in the second half, it would be Corwin taking over a series, and he would – literally take it over and he scored I think on a 20 yard touchdown run then uh, Cortez comes in makes a couple runs uh, then Max Lauer would come in in another series so they wouldn't just use everybody in one series they'd actually give them a break right. and then the okay. next series another one would take over and take it down the field and then they gave it to Max the last two drives mm -hmm. and he just you know he just played closer sure, yeah. and he went over 100 yards rushing so Northmore they got a pretty darn good rushing attack down there and uh, I mean when you go in front of Dustin Sanders they're they're guard 6'8", 315 pounds. Yeah, I think I'm running behind that guy. <laughs> yeah, that's what they, they pretty much run behind him, and then uh, yeah, yeah. they have another uh, senior lineman, so they just stack that side line. You pretty much know that it's going to go that way, and you, you can't stop it. Northmore 2-0 and now? Yeah, Northmore's 2-0. and It's going to be interesting after this week, see what they do after this week, and then heading into next week. Yeah. Start K-Mac playing. 2-0, East Knox is 2-0, Centerburg's 2-0. Those are the three teams that we were thinking before the season started would be towards the top, and they've, they've all pretty much blown out their competition yeah, so far. East so. Knox, I looked at East Knox scores. Those, those guys yeah, look the, pretty darn good. Yeah, yeah Northridge, which I thought would be a closer game, and then – Utica, a team that uh, Centerburg blew out in week one. Right. Centerburg also had Grandview Heights, so they really haven't. Northmore had, I guess, the highest strength of schedule game right. out of the first two weeks of those three, right. and they really showed that you know they can get it done. But I still think South Central showed that they could probably they'll probably be competing for the at least the top three spots in the Firelands Conference this year. I like that. The Firelands is it's loaded this year, but yeah. 
I mean, when you're probably fourth, fifth best team in that league is, yeah. is putting up some good numbers. And the darn thing about South Central, sorry to cut you off, Jake. Last year was the first time in program history they made the playoffs, and everybody made the playoffs. Right. And with the 16 teams that make it now, you think that, I mean, if everything Travis said comes to fruition, you think they would have a shot to actually earn a playoff bid right. for the first time in school history. The one thing they do need is a run game. They they really they try it in the first half, the for at least the first quarter, and Northmore really stopped. Northmore has a big defensive line, a, a yeah. veteran defensive line, but they they're gonna have to get that run game going because once you get into the Fireland mm-hmm. conference, they're gonna key on that pass. Mm-hmm. And those yardage I mean, Willard in week one, he put up big numbers as expected. Right. Northmore not as much, but it still was able to, you know, get it going. Uh but they they need to get a run game going to complete that. Same with Northmore, they need a passing game. Uh Cortez went two of ten in week one but I think he went seven of 15 or something he, he, he did better in week two Northmore needs to get the passing game going South Central on the other side needs to flip around get a run game going to be you know you need these complete teams if you want to compete for a conference championship right. and if you want to make it deep in a playoff run you're going to have to you do it and I think both teams have the pieces to do it they just need to get it going right absolutely and Bill you saw a team that that <laughs> looks like they they are going to have a yeah. long playoff run yeah. and, and compete for a league title you're at Arlen Field, mm-hmm. uh, so you got some extra time over there. I didn't. I didn't have a rain delay. I yeah, was, I was you're up in Shelby, to, where it's nice and I sunny and, and whatever. Like game was started, you're like start the second quarter here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was in sunny Shelby, so I was but, good. But uh, you saw the Tigers play, man. Yeah. What What do you see in that one? I was super impressed, honestly, just all around by them. Um, obviously, the defense was as advertised, if not better. They the only points. Harding scored that game were on a 94-yard kickoff return. So all things considered, it was a shutout by the defense. They okay. they were awesome. They were flying around, ball hawking, two interceptions. I think they have a plus six turnover ratio. I think yeah. coach said after the game, they're they're going to be a lot of trouble for people this year. And offensively, I was very impressed with uh, Brock Hill. He, I think he's I think he said that that was the best game he's played in one of your stories. Yeah, I think it, it probably would be his best game as a Tiger, I think. And he didn't yeah. turn the ball over, yeah. no. which is huge. I think he connected with six different receivers. Um, I was very impressed with his ability to run the ball, too, mm-hmm. his ability to scramble. Uh, he, well, to start the game, I think, let's see, had 34 points in the second quarter. That's crazy. Which, yep. That's apparently, that's, is, what was it, John Davis that they're stuck at? He's like, all my time here, I've never seen 34 points in one quarter right. for my senior team. So that was impressive. But it came after a first quarter, which maybe, like, Travis's game was a little bit impacted by the delay. Um, Harding had it first, interception by Amar Davis. Senior had it, a long drive, ended in a field goal. Uh, senior's defense got a three, maybe a three and out, maybe a first down and a quick stop. Um, on the next drive, and that, that was the second quarter already. And the first play of the second quarter, they scored. And from there on out, it was just three and out, score, three and out, score. I think there may be another interception in there and a score. It was a very dominant showing from seniors defense. But back to Brock Hill. Uh, yeah, he had a really good game throwing the ball. Um, definitely has talent with his arm, with his legs. He's very athletic, I've noticed. Yeah. And it's, I think that's going to be... A lot of, he's going to give defenses a lot of trouble, especially with all of the super athletes they have <laughs> at wideout. Um, and I, I was going in, I was a little concerned. Maybe concerned is the wrong word. I was looking for 
them to establish a run game, which mm-hmm. I felt like they did, but it was more of like kind of a committee. I, I think right. I wrote, yeah, here I have Brock Hill, Zion Brown, and Ricky Mills combined for 108 yards. Okay. And Ricky Mills ended up scoring both of them, one of which was a fumbled snap they just picked up and took in. Damn. But, um, yeah, I think the Tigers, they're looking pretty good so far. They definitely have – maybe I think they would probably want to get more of that run game more established. Right. And, I mean, Coach Bradley said he thinks the defense can be better, which is <laughs> scary. That's hard to believe on that <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah, but, yeah, he, he was very happy with his guys. He said – I think he said this – group of skill players and just their offense in general maybe you said it after you covered them too i think he said that they're comparable with the state yep. state title or the state, state championship game. making team yeah should have been a state championship, yeah. State championship. <laughs> yeah. yeah no i i completely see that i think they have skill all over the, the you know maybe the leadership wise i don't mm-hmm. think because cam todd was like the ultimate leader yep. but um you know skill wise speed wise i think i think yeah. you're right um but you know, the run, the going back to the run game a little bit. I that's that was my concern. Yeah. And maybe I was just kind of overlooking the fact that it was kind of. I should be looking at an overall run game instead of one guy going yeah. for like two hundred some yards yeah. and stuff like that. Because we're at senior high, you're so used to have, seeing those big, bruising running backs like Benson yeah. and all those yep. guys and Flickinger, um, that you're just expecting to have one guy mm-hmm. just kind of carry carry the ball, you know, twenty five times and. And pile up two hundred something yards, but yeah. Um, but overall, it seems like the you know the run game is just fine. If you're going to average over a hundred yards on the ground and mm-hmm. still be able to throw it all over the field, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that at all. And they had four guys rush rush the ball, and Brock Hill's forty nine yards was the team high. Yeah. And then forty six went to Zion Brown. Ricky Mills only had fourteen, but he like I said, he scored both touchdowns. So I mean, it's there. They have the athletes to have a good run game. I just think that maybe it's something that the more they practice at it, the better they'll get. Right. And like you said before, I, the skill players are are <laughs> very fun to watch. And I, I was following along with your your tweets during you know during my game. I like to mm-hmm. kind of catch up with everybody, and yeah. I, I saw like a it was like what, it was six six three or something at one point maybe or three. It was yeah. real close at one point. I was like, yeah. okay, that's. That's gonna be a real close ball game, and then like the next yeah. time I looked, it's like thirty-five nothing. I'm like, holy yeah. smokes! What well, in the, the world is happening? I think the second quarter, they, what allowed them to score so much is they scored the first play. The, right. the very next kickoff, Harding returned it. Okay. Senior got the ball back and scored pretty much right away. And every single time they got the ball back, their defense gave them such good field position. Right. Um, both of Brock Hill's touchdowns were just deep balls like i think one was 40 one was maybe 50 yards uh, i might be wrong on though but they were probably at least 30 yards and they were both just wide open over the top because miles bradley and i'm blanking on i think it was amar davis yeah. i think they just both beat their defender and they were wide open in the end zone so yeah that offense is fun and they'll have a good test this week i think so yeah, yeah. we'll see yeah we'll, we'll talk about that game too. there the qu- the big question is from week one to week two did Mansfield Sr. get better, especially on the offensive line? Yeah, it looks like it. All they have to do is just keep getting better week to week, right. and will, they'll be fine. I will say their center, I'm blanking on his name, but he left the game and didn't return. And okay. I think that was why, like I mentioned before, there was a fumbled snap. It happened like a couple times in the game. Right. But it didn't lead to any turnover, so hopefully their center is okay. He just, got hurt in week one, too. And, okay. And they, 
I think there was, uh, you know, they needed a, a drive to kind of run out the clock, and, and they mm-hmm. ran the ball effectively, and Bradley was like, Coach Bradley was like, you know, we had our backup center in right there, so you got to give, yeah. give props to him. So. Yeah, absolutely. But definitely, yeah, Tigers look like they're, they're on a roll here and deserve a lot of respect here in Richardson mm-hmm. County. Uh, I was over at Shelby, I and mean, I didn't have the rain delay that, that you guys did, the lightning and delays. And not much of a game either. And not much of a game at all, no. Um, the the Whippets, they they just they looked apart. Like you said, yeah. week one, man, they, they looked as advertised, and I think they looked even better than advertised this week. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, it's it was it felt like it was going to be a big jump from playing Madison to playing Lexington, and it just – yeah. Shelby just made it look like there it was the same same person out there. We're just gonna do the same thing. But uh, Marshall Shepard threw for almost 500 yards. It was like 424 or something like that. Five <laughs> passing touchdowns. One ran rushing. for another one. So it's a second consecutive six touchdown game. Yeah, the kid just he's crazy. Yeah, right? and his accuracy like last year. The thing that that hurt his stat wise when we were at our Northwest District meeting. I think it was his completion percentage was down near fifty percent. Mm-hmm. He's he's at over 50, or over seventy percent right now passing. Um, so he is he's just so he's phenomenal. But his receiving core is just is something yeah. I've never seen on a high school football team. There's legit five guys out there who are probably better than anybody else on the field. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it makes when they go five wide, it just it makes that offense kind of easy. I mean. Yeah. You, you look around. Okay, that's kind of a that's that's a similar matchup. So maybe I won't go there. But that guy is a lot better than that guy. Let me yeah. focus in on him. <laughs> and it's like your fifth receiver, and he's yeah. burning people. So yeah. Um, how how the run game look there? The run did game they need it. They they didn't really need it. No, at the beginning they they didn't need it at all. Um, I think they still piled up some yards, but it wasn't. They're, I mean, they're averaging over 125 yards a game on the ground, which is kind of crazy because they're throwing for like 350 in the air or something yeah. like that which is which is nuts but um the run game they didn't need it i mean mm-hmm. they were scoring yeah. at will with that pass defense and you know i always i always make fun of rob mahaney when you know you talk to him after their game and he's like we took what the defense gave us like he, <laughs> he says it all the time but i mean it, it's it's, it's true like it's what you do yeah, they, yeah. They, um, lexington was stacking the box with six guys mm-hmm. and leaving you know everybody else one-on-one coverage like yeah you're not going to run the ball when you have one-on-one coverage with Andre Hill and Blaine Moment yeah, out there. Yeah. Isaiah Ramsey, who's a, a freak athlete for a sophomore, he's going to yeah. be the next big thing, I think. But um, yeah, when basically Lexington was like daring them to beat them one-on-one, and they did. Yeah, there was long touchdown after long touchdown. Andre Hill had over 200 yards receiving, eight catches. He had two touchdowns, and he picked off two passes. So he had he had a phenomenal game all around. Uh, you know, Blaine Bowman still did what Blaine Bowman does. He's been the most consistent receiver at that on that team for three years. Yeah, um, and he's you know he's still phenomenal. So, um, but Marshall Shepard has what 750 yards passing <laughs> in two weeks. Yeah, probably he'll, he'll probably thousand. go over a thousand <laughs> this week uh, against a really good Bellevue team. But I I still think he's gonna go for more than 250. Um, he's on pace for pretty close to 3,000 yards, which is absolutely crazy for him. But, um, yeah, I mean, Shelby just – they look the part. They look like the number one team in the region. They look like a legit regional title contender. So, you know, we'll see what happens there. But yeah. they have a big one this week, and then I, they get into some MOEC play. They have a big non-conference game with West Holmes. So 
there's still some battles there, but I, I don't I don't see anybody even touching them in the MOEC. With the numbers that he's putting up, the way he was able to lead his team to the regional final last year and the possibility of doing it this year, is he a candidate for Mr. Football in the state of Ohio? Man, it's it's pretty – I don't see why not. Especially yeah. I, he, he'll probably be – if he keeps up what he's doing, and because he has the rushing yardage as well, he's like right. the complete quarterback. Right. And I know it's only week two, but just the way he's been throwing and running the ball in two weeks, just yeah, the numbers aren't going to be as high for some of these games once you get in the conference. However, they could be in the MOAC. That right. West Holmes game is going to be big for him. But even if he can put up decent numbers there, I mean, he has to at least be considered early yeah. on. I think if, if everything goes as planned, I think he'll be our representative out of the Northwest District, no doubt. I mean, I don't see anybody from, you know, up north or even Toledo area that, that's really putting up the numbers he has in two weeks. I mean, it's a small sample size. That's why I mean, but it's two weeks, but he, yeah. he, he's, he's going to be making these yeah. plays yeah. probably the whole year anyway. So it, that'll be an interesting conversation come time. But, like, you, you were talking about a complete player, how he runs and throws. He's got. He's made eleven extra points, and he kicked a field goal too. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. And, and he's probably he's he had to punt quite a few times the other night just because they put their second string offense in and all yeah. that stuff. And he's he's probably going to be averaging close to 35, 40 yards a punt too. So yeah. I mean, if if we're looking at complete player, Mister Football, that's there. There's nobody that does more for their team than what he does. The thing that got me about him when I covered them against Madison was just his like. He looks so confident in himself. Maybe it's because he has all his receivers. Maybe it's because the coaching staff has total confidence in him. Or maybe he's just a confident person. But he was just so comfortable. Yeah. Is that what you saw too? Oh, 100%. I mean, you see a quarterback and you know their their legs are moving a mile a minute and their heads are strut, like going yeah. all around. No, he's, he's back there. He's comfortable. If he needs to make a move, he, he works well in the pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually did talk to him after the game for a feature story that's coming out tomorrow, um, and he said his like I'm, I, I just asked him I was like where is this confidence coming from? Is it your receivers? Like coaching staff? What is it? He's like you know it, it is receiver it, it, it is coaching but it's also my offensive line. He goes mm-hmm. last year he had a great offensive line but he was still new in that whole system and, and new to the quarterback position. He was yeah felt like he was trying to do too much and he didn't have confidence everywhere. This year, he, he has – it's not a worse offensive line. It just doesn't have the size and, yeah. and speed it did last year. It's still a really good offensive line. But he's, he's that I put all my trust in those guys. And, yeah. and it's, it's showing like crazy. I mean, he, wow. is, he is really showing out here in the first two weeks. Um, beat a, a pretty good Lexington team. I mean, yeah. And to transition over to Lexington, they – it seemed like they were just a little bit shell shocked mm-hmm. when they came out. They they got hit real quick with a a long touchdown, or they got hit with a long drive actually to start out the game, and Shelby goes for it like fourth and one on on the one yard line, and just in, incompletes a pass. Uh, so you you would think that confidence level would be yeah. up, but um, you know starting deep in your territory, they turned it over on. I'm, I'm pretty sure they punted it away. Shelby scores rather quick and then just kind of piles it on, but. Yeah. Um, you know, and there was there's there was a lot of problems with what Taylor Gearhart did on on Friday night as far as keeping his first string in against Shelby's second string on on both offense and defense. There, you know, there was a lot of people that rub, rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, and I I can understand that, but I also understand the message he was sending to his team where yeah yeah you know here at, it's it's kind of a change in culture now here at Lexington they're 
when they were down, they used to give up. They used to pack it in and just look look towards next week. He said after the game, he's like, no, this is a different attitude change. Yeah. I don't care who we're playing, how much we're down, anything. We're going to play hard until the final whistle. And that's what they you gotta did. You got to respect that. Yeah. You got to respect that. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. they put up 21 points there in the fourth quarter against, you know, against Shelby's second team defense. Mm-hmm. So obviously they should have. But that I think the bigger takeaway from that was the message that he relayed to his team. Now, on the other side, some people, most people don't think about this, but this is, that's good practice for that second team defense yeah. as well. You're going up against the best that Lexington has to offer. I mean, it's yeah, they're going to score on you if you don't get hurt. If they don't get hurt, they don't get injured. They get some valuable experience coming into the next year. Right. I mean, so most coaches shouldn't let that bother them because it's actually better for them. Right, and I and I understand the opposite side of that. Yeah, where, oh, definitely where too. They're like, okay, it's we're kind of trying to play this gamesmanship. We're getting young kids' experience. Get your young kids' experience. This game's decided. Like, yeah, it's a double edged sword. Move on. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I, I understand both sides, and I agree with both sides. It's, yeah. it's kind of weird how it is. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like there's no right answer. You right. know what I mean? <laughs> it just kind of depends I'll on I'll also say person. if this was Lexington up 49 nothing and keeping the <laughs> right. first team in, then yeah, that would be more of a uh, yeah. controversy. Right. But. Uh, was there any other of the scores that I ran down, any other takeaways from week two that kind of stuck out to you of, of what you saw on Friday? Yeah. Yeah. I, what? Uh, After is what Clyde they did, that week good? One, is, or it was Ashland just kind of shell shocked on the? I don't know on I, the road game. I, that I that was high scored. in the arrows this year. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I picked I, them. That's my right? lone loss. Yeah, right? I, I picked week. it too. It's yeah. my lone loss in two weeks. Thanks, right. Ashland. <laughs> it's maybe Clyde. I feel like Clyde is always solid. Yeah, you know, like I, yeah. I wasn't surprised to see Clyde won. I was State champions the, is an eight seed a few years right. ago. Exactly. Like it. I just think the final score was just very. Just not unashland like. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't. I, we talked about you know how much research we had to do last week with all these. When's the yeah. last time Ashland got shut out? <laughs> That's a great question. That, I, have I mean, no they're idea. used to piling points up. Like, yeah. I, I mean, it would probably take a lot to find out when the last time they got shut out. Maybe it was more recent than what we're thinking, but yeah. it just doesn't sound like an Ashland team to me. It. Yeah, yeah, that was very shocking. I think that was definitely the most uh, shocking score from last week, maybe even of the year so far. Just, uh, I I still think the Arrows will probably be a factor, at least have a say in the Ohio Cardinal Conference. Maybe it's just some early season uh, jitters from a new starting quarterback, some new guys. I don't know, they have Tease Valley this year, who I've never heard I've never of heard before, of, yeah. no, or this yeah. week. And I guess we'll see how they bounce back there. But, yeah, I think two of my picks... I picked Ashland. <laughs> yeah, they have gone against me. And I think we picked against them this week, but I did. Um, <laughs> I, I did look at at Tees Valley or however I don't know if that's even how you say it. That's just <laughs> how it's spelled. But I looked yeah. at them and I think their first two opponents are zero and two. So okay. They, they, okay. They beat some winless teams. Um, Still looking to see if Ashland's got you know. And like there's I said, a lot of games where they scored seven points but haven't been shut out in the last yeah. couple of years. So I'm just. Uh, and the other one I wanted to bring up was Lucas Hillsdale. Yeah, yeah was, I, I figured that was going to be a, a slugfest. It always is every single year. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Cubs came away with a 14-12 victory. Yeah. And, you know, I, I talked a little bit about it last year, about how, you know, in years past, Lucas isn't known for kicking field goals and kicking extra points. Um, they usually go for it on two because they don't have a kicker. But yeah. last two years, Aiden Culler – has has 
solidified that spot, and lo and behold, they win by making two extra points. Yeah. Um, and Hillsdale doesn't make any. So, uh, but the Cubs um, completely battled. I, I felt like and, and came out with a win in that one. It was an important win, I feel. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Hillsdale. Well, they might not be as good as they have been in recent years. They're they're solid. You know, they're they have a lot of good players. They have a good tradition. A win over Hillsdale is good. I personally, I thought Lucas would probably win by a little more. Yeah, I did maybe, too. Maybe the fact they lost Logan Toms to an injury, maybe that had an impact, or maybe that just speaks more of Hillsdale to the fact to hang hang with the Cubs the way they did. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it it's never a bad thing to be able to win a drag it out game like that. Right. Like a close even game in week two of all times. Exactly. Even if like people think or even anyone thinks they should have won by more. Those are the kind of wins that pay off come week nine, ten, and right. so on. Right. Yeah, I was I was pretty happy with that that win too. Um, Plymouth over Willard. Obviously, I was I was thrilled with that, especially in my household with my wife yeah. being a Willard grad. <laughs> but I was I was kind of following along with um, some updates from the Willard athletic de- or from the Plymouth athletic department. They they were providing updates on Twitter on Friday night, mm-hmm. and I believe it was like. The first play of the game, I think Plymouth scored, and then the second play of the game, offensive play of the game, Willard scored, and then the third offensive play, Plymouth scored. So it was like <laughs> back and forth, big plays. Plymouth scored with seven <laughs> touchdowns, and I think six wow. of them were over 32 yards, something yeah. like that. So it was, it was big play after big play. Uh, that was a big win. Crestview handling business against yeah. Cyrus. I, I mean, they kind of did it all. Hayden Kuhn had three yeah. touchdowns through the air. Connor Morris had three touchdowns on the ground. Um, Ontario actually held tight with Highland there for a while. I think it was like yeah. fourteen to nine for the longest time before Highland tacked on a late score. So Ontario's defense is at least playing a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, Galleon giving up twenty two points in the fourth quarter. That's just that that's rough against yeah. Carey. Um, then the Rams yeah. having a having yeah, a halftime a, lead on, on River tough. Valley, and I I don't know. At the, you know, at the beginning of the year, I was I had River Valley as the second best team in the MYC, and I, obviously, yeah. I think I was. They're still two and zero, but they're they just they're not beating teams the way the second best team in the MYC should. Yeah, and I don't know if that means Madison got better from week one to week two or what it was, but yeah, you know, maybe we'll see we'll see this week. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so a helmet sticker. Who are you guys giving your uh, Jake's Take Sports Podcast helmet sticker to? in week two i'll go brock hill just uh we talked about before he looked extremely comfortable in the pocket he made plays with his leg he led that offense to a t i thought i think he deserves it and i think that this is a sign of good things to come for him this year well since you didn't say it i will i'm gonna take it from you i'm going marshall shepherd (laughs) yeah i go marshall shepherd Last week, you know, went with my other pick because I knew somebody was going to do it. But this week, no, that <laughs> was just take your pick. He twelve touchdowns in two games. I mean, it's pretty crazy. That I, crazy. I don't have much to say. I mean, he yeah. showed it. That's, I picked him last week. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and mine this week, I, I'm sticking with with Shelby, but I'm going to give it to Andre Hill. Okay. Um, okay. I mean, the kid was just phenomenal, and, and it doesn't. He makes it look so easy. It doesn't look like he's running full speed. But he's running past everybody. Yeah, uh, you know, had wide open touchdown <laughs> catches, couple interceptions on defense, um, just a great all around game. So the whippets took two helmet stickers from us this week. 
Um, let's go with the. Uh, go ahead. I was gonna say I feel like we should give an honorable mention to Shea Sparks. Yeah. He's at what's he have eight nine touchdowns through two weeks. Right. And he could have had one last week too. Just for Plymouth's Shea Sparks, I should say. Right. Yeah. He, he's been he's been scoring touchdowns most of them by running, but again interception return in week one. Yeah. Last week he caught one. Yeah. Took like it to the 81 house. yard reception. For yeah. Touchdown last week. So, yeah. Yeah. Shea Sparks is. It's definitely a bright spot over there for the Big Red, too, because he had 224 yards rushing last yeah. week. Probably, I don't know if he got over 100 yards receiving. Um, I mean, I only needed 19 more after the one yeah. touchdown, but I didn't I didn't get to see the full stats. But, yeah, big-time player over there, too. Yeah, absolutely. So the Week week 3 power poll uh, has come out, and yes. we, we no longer have a tie. Go ahead, I Travis. found... It's me. been since 2008 since Ashland's been shut out. Wow. 2008, and that was week seven. They lost at Orville 21 nothing. That year they went four and six. Back when Orville yeah. was in the OCC. Yes. Yeah. 2008. Oh, or whatever it was. Oh, 13 yeah, yeah, yeah. years since Ashland's been shut out. That's wild. Wow. That's crazy. That, I mean, and that just tells you how good that offense has been for such a yeah. long time. Yeah. And that just maybe just the perfect storm Friday night. Yeah. I believe they were maybe they were the two, three. There was only three teams that are actually on my um, scores list at least uh, that were shut out last week. There was only three teams that didn't put up points. Wow. So we'll transition over to the Richland County football power poll. I just released it this morning. Uh, we no longer have a tie. <laughs> I know everybody hated that tie there at, at the top, but um, I think it's it's justifiable. Uh, Madison comes in at number nine, Ontario number eight. Those two are still the two winless teams in our our in Richland County. Uh, they face off this week, so after this week we'll only have one. Mm-hmm. Um, then Clear Fork comes in at seven, Lexington at six. Those two teams play this week to see who can kind of get a yeah. spot up. Put Plymouth up to number five at two and zero. Mansfield Senior I still have at number four at two and zero. Crestview's at three at two and zero. And then number two is Lucas, who did absolutely nothing to deserve to <laughs> drop, but they, they dropped just because number one Shelby is just looking so good right now against some pretty good competition. So, um, And I know Travis yeah. Travis has one little change he'd like to make there. Mansfield Senior defeats Norwalk, yeah. and they defeat Marion Harding. Crestview defeats Loudonville and Bucyrus. I think that should at least be flipped. I think Mansfield yeah. Sr. should be number three, and I should say this as much going into this week. Mansfield Sr. gets a win. Lucas gets their win against Winford. I think you're, you should have a tie for two next week. Tie for second. Just because strength of schedule. Yeah. Mansfield Sr., those, yeah. are some two, those are two really good wins. Crestview, hey, 2-0, that's great, but they defeated a Loudonville team. It's nah. And they defeated a Bucyrus team. That, congratulations, they got the win week one, but that <laughs> right. really doesn't, you know. That, like My argument would be that that Crestview kind of took care of this. They, they have the more fancier wins. I mean, they're winning by, you know, 30, 20, 30, 50 points. But against lesser uh, competition. Against, yeah, against lesser competition. So that's the one thing I would say about that. The T.Y. Tigers and Brian Scaronsky was here. He he has a bone to pick with you, especially about the preseason poll, having Mansfield yeah. Senior so low. <laughs> but I would just say Mansfield Senior would be at least three. And if them and Lucas get wins next week, Nothing against Lucas, but I think just because of the way Mansfield Senior's been able to win, and if they can get the win in Canton, that it should be, be a tie. It should be a tie for two. Right. 
That's fair. I have, I have no problem with Lucas that Lucas should all. stay at two because this Winford team coming in here, I cannot wait for this game because this is going to be – I mean, how how many years have we been hoping a game like this happens? This is – These this two is we'll, we'll break that down. Perennial powers, but yeah. Uh, Bill, any any anything you like that? Um, or do you like um, Ansel Senior up at three too? Honestly, I think I think you can make a case them and Crestview being tied for three. Right. I Even that. Yeah, I would. I completely agree with Shelby, number one, and that's nothing against Lucas. Just you know, the the one time I got to see Shelby too, I was blown away. So no, I don't really have any major qualms. Just maybe it's hard because. Some people may want Plymouth above Crestview, you know. Some people might want uh, Mansfield Senior higher, but it's only two weeks. And right. once, one, I think once we get to kind of week three and four, we'll kind of be able to separate more into tiers. I, so. And I think this week is, is the biggest week yeah. that, oh, yeah. that we have yep. by far. A lot of big games. Is, this is – we did our picks or We did our picks yesterday. Yeah, that was and, tough. And it was like <laughs> one, of the, one of the hardest – picking weeks that I've ever had of, yeah. of doing that. So uh, let's let's look at the week three schedule here. I only have a few, not a few, but I only have a short list of games here that I was wanting to highlight. If you have other ones you want to throw on there, uh, more than more than welcome to talk about them. Uh, so we have Clear Fork at Lexington, a, a big Richland County rivalry. Winford at Lucas, which mm-hmm. is a game that I cannot wait for. I had this circled for two years now when I knew these teams were playing. Madison at Ontario, someone's going to win that game. Uh, Mansfield Senior was supposed to play Lima Lima Senior at home. Now they're traveling to North Canton Hoover. Uh, so that's a huge game for the Tigers right there. Plymouth at Crestline, I feel like Plymouth's going to have a, another big game there. Shelby at Bellevue, which is an insane yeah, yeah, that's, game. That's, that's going to be good. Um, East Knox at Crestview on, on a Saturday that's, at Ashland. Yep. That's a big game. Yeah. Uh, Upper Sandusky at Galleon. TZ Valley, hopefully I'm saying that right, uh, <laughs> at Ashland. Cardington at Colonel Crawford. Mohawk at Gibsonburg. Bucyrus at Northmore for the Knights. Um, Buckeye Central uh, against Ridgemont. I think it was Northmore at Bucyrus. Northmore's at Bucyrus. Northmore's at Bucyrus. has verses all the time. So uh, looks like Toledo Wade at Cary. And then Seneca East at Willard. Um, where are you going to be, Travis, and, and break down your game? So I'm not going to be calling the game, but I have the pleasure of producing our co-game of the week with WMAN. So Eric Willard and Hines will be on the on the call. Cool. Cool. So they'll be on the call on the OH report, and you can also hear them on you know on WMAN. Right. But I'll be I, I'm just pumped to be down there to watch that game, especially yeah. being the treehouse too. They're going to get the, you know Taylor Iceman going to get that treehouse put back up for us. But um, that's like I was just saying two perennial playoff powers yeah. coming in here and it's you know last year we were saying it's about time to see Lucas going up against the MOEC teams it's about time that these two teams played in a non-conference so. yeah and I mean they played so many years in the North Central Conference um, that, that Winford just completely dominated for mm-hmm. so long but that was before the Scott Spittler years right right that was before Lucas football became Lucas football but Winford football has been Winford football for yes. so long. What was what was the stat? Do you have our picks up right there? What I was can. the stat I I researched there, or it was maybe it was in our scribecast? Um, how many regular season games Winford won out of? I think it was like seventy. Oh, yeah, what seventy two out of seventy three <laughs> yeah. or something like that? The Royals won seventy five of seventy six regular season games from two thousand four to two thousand twelve. 
Yeah, that's a Jeff how, Allen stat there too. How know that. crazy is? I mean, yeah. Yeah. how crazy is that? Because I, I looked back and it was like a bunch of like one loss seasons just from losing in the playoffs, and I'm like, holy. Yeah, smokes, that was, that was the problem season. though. They 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 go undefeated in the regular season, either the first or second round, they bow out. It was kind of like a curse to them until yeah. the last few years where they made it a little bit further. But yeah, I mean that that stat alone, I think. You got to put respect. Yeah. Oh, Winfrey. definitely. And they haven't. What they haven't had a losing season since two thousand. Yeah, I think and so. They went like four and six that year. So <laughs> I mean, it's a losing Ooh. season, but it's not like a dreadful losing season. Yeah. They've been probably the most consistent program. Yeah. In this area, I, I would have to say because even even Shelby's had like an zero and ten season. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think you can really put a put a team on that pedestal <clears throat> as what they've been able to do for the past twenty one years. This is like a, a a college equivalent of like Oklahoma Clemson, right? You yeah. know, one of those big non-conference Alabama, Ohio State, something right. like that. Yeah. You know, two powers that just dominate the regular season, make a run in the playoffs, finally meeting. Yeah, and yeah. you know it's gonna be live and free. Yeah, all over the world. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm, I mean I'm gonna be there for sure. Yeah, um, Lucas, uh, you know you can't really not yet. I would say you can't put those two programs on the same pedestal, but Lucas, but Lucas is, is Lucas yeah. is quickly rising. And yeah. actually, uh, preseason, I talked the to Winford and Gabe over there, Gabe Helbert, Gabe Helbert. and uh, I asked, I said, uh, you know, you guys, you're you're like uh, over in Richland County, you're like Lucas. He said that's a that's a very big compliment. Yeah. I appreciate because it'd be called like the Lucas of Crawford County because you know we strive to. You know, make the playoffs. We strive to be that good. So a lot of respect on both sides as well. Yeah, I think this is the, like the best small school football, the best small school football team and program from Richland County against the best small school football program from Crawford County. It's it's something I I believe it's something that needs to happen every year, just yeah. like it did in the NCC. Um, but I, I hope this is a long-standing tradition here because. Um, you know, there's there's nothing better than seeing really good small football programs yeah. go against each other. Yeah, only Zach Holden were here to yeah, <laughs> give, yeah. give his opinion out the better. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think it's going to be a really good football game, um, and it's it's going to be tough to pick. Yeah, Bill, you're going to be at the the other kind of. Uh, I think it's probably the second, maybe third best game that's. On the weekend, Clear Fork yeah. and Lexington. I think it's two yeah. teams that old. Right, that's a rivalry that's, itself. Yeah, that dates back a long time, even in the OCC days too. Yeah, um, but that's you know two one and one teams, and whoever starts two and one is going to have a good yeah good little resume going into their league season. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited for this one. I, I maybe it's more exciting that both of them are coming off a loss and going to want to bounce back. Right. I feel like it might make it a little bit more intense, as if a rivalry like this needs to be more intense, but. I'm really looking forward to seeing how uh, Clear Fork's defense matches up with Lexington's run game. Because even uh, last week in Lexington lost, Lexington's, I think, put up over 100 yards? Yeah. Two, close to 200 maybe? I would say, yeah, that, that second half when they were up against the number mm-hmm. twos, yeah. And, and they, you know, I was I was kind of surprised that Lexington did have a nice long run there to, to score against the first-team defense. But other than that, it, yeah. that run – Run offense didn't do as well as I thought it would mm-hmm. um, until until they played the second. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I I mean I think that run run offense is their bread and butter. Yeah, and week one they had a really good showing against Ontario, and I I know Clear Fork's defense is solid. I 
if I remember reading correctly, they played three solid, pretty good quarters against yeah. Granville and just kind of let up some late scores. So I'm really excited to see. I feel like whoever kind of wins that that battle will ultimately win the game, right. in my opinion. But the trenches. Yeah, we'll see. And we'll this see. is these two teams lost to two pretty darn good squads. So it wasn't exactly. Like, yeah. It wasn't a letdown loss, but it was a loss that you know would have been really good if they got the win, but isn't terrible to the you know to the team that yeah. they you know didn't win it. I think Gearhart was disappointed at the way Lexington started the game. Yeah. And probably Dave Carroll was disappointed in the way Clifford ended that yeah. game. Yeah. So that if if that trend continues, it'll be interesting to see if maybe Clearfork can get a big you know, quick start to that game and, and build a big lead or if Lexington can bring it bring it back home in the fourth quarter and, and turn it around. Yeah. So yeah. That that's gonna be a fun game. Uh, yeah, I I won't even pretend to know anything about North Canton Hooper, but <laughs> I like that test for the for the Tigers. Yeah, North Canton Hooper's one and one. Is Division all I know. two school. Division two school, so it's a big school. The Tigers are going on the road. I think that that'll be a really good measuring stick. I think, yeah, I think so team. too. I think like Travis touched on before, if senior gets that win, I think we kind of look at them a little bit differently. Oh yeah, and it's early, but Joe Idle has Mansfield seniors the number two team in the rankings. Really? Playoff points. That'll easily oh, vault man, them to, uh, you know, the number one spot. And going into the OCC schedule, that puts them in very good position. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if they can get this win with the 16-team playoff, I won't be surprised that win clinches. Are they right? going? Are they yeah. going to buy playoff points this year? Yeah. yeah. So I, I mean, honestly, you have. Thirteen or twelve or thirteen teams in this region that have not had a win yet, wow. including Ashland. Wow. Yeah, Ashland, Bowling Green, Cloverleaf, Collinwood, East Technical, Cleveland East Tech, Cleveland JFK, Cleveland Lincoln West, Madison, Maumee, Norwalk, Revere, Toledo Rogers, Toledo Woodward. That's a lot. All of teams without on that a list. win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those are some really good teams too, and probably some playoff teams by the end of yeah. the year. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, Mansfield Senior gets a win there. I. You pretty much lock them into the playoffs. I, yeah, yeah I, wouldn't wouldn't put it past it there. It's a very sound argument, Travis. Um, and then Shelby at Bellevue. Uh, that's that's always a really good matchup. Yeah, yeah. at Bellevue. I mean, too bad it's at Bellevue. <laughs> right, right. That's a, that's quite a hike. We're gonna have someone taking pictures of that game, but we'll have stats and stuff for it afterwards. But okay. um, man, that that's that's gonna be probably the maybe the tied for first best game of the yeah of the week. Um, this is honestly Shelby's first real test, I think. Yeah, yes. first time they'll yeah. be challenged, and we'll see how they respond. It's uh, it's a tough place to play. Yeah, Bellevue. Right. it seems like they're always, if not undefeated at home, they're losing close. Right. <laughs> you know, it's they're a tough team to play, and if Shelby can handle their business there, then I think that will be right back here next week saying how they'll be regional title contenders and possibly on <laughs> right yeah and i mean bellevue like just kind of following along with their two weeks it, it doesn't seem doesn't feel like the bellevue of old but yeah it's still bellevue like, yeah you're, you're yeah. still they they lost to port clinton week one uh, and then then only beat edison 21 to 14 so only beat them by a touchdown and that's been kind of a lopsided rivalry of late i don't know if edison just got a lot better or mm-hmm. if bellevue kind of dropped down to their level a little bit but so I, you know, I, I kind of feel like this could be a one-sided game. Yeah. I, I mean, and it's 
just because probably just because I've seen Shelby play, yeah, uh, and and how good they are. But um, yeah, against at, at Bellevue will be a difference maker on the road. Yeah, that could be a really really good one there. Do some picks. Sure, so then we can round it. it out here with some picks. Uh, we'll just do ten of these games, um, and then if you want to talk about any other one, you can talk about them afterwards. Um, let's let's roll with Clear Fork at Lexington. Bill's going to be at that game. Who you got in that one? I'll go on Lex. I I just like Lexington's run game a little bit more than Clear Fork's defense. Yeah. This is tough. This is a tough one. Flip a coin here. Only because we are contracted with them. I'm just going to go with Colts. Okay. Yeah. Colts going to pull it out. <laughs> be on the, keep on good terms there with, with the Clear Fork Colts. I'm going with Lexington just because you know I, I do like that run game. Uh-huh. Um, they have two dynamic backs. I just I feel like they just have more speed maybe, um, but yeah I, I'm I'm going with Lex in that one, even though I would not be completely shocked. Yeah, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. Things will be a nail biter for sure. Winford at Lucas. Oh man, <laughs> going to Bob Wine Field. Who who, who are we picking in this one? I gotta go with the Cubs. Cubbies. I mean. You're coming into Bob Wine Field. Right. <laughs> this is the home opener for yes. the Lucas Cubs. Yeah. Winford, they've experienced some atmospheres in the Northern Ten, but they haven't experienced anything like down at Lucas, down in the Valley Maybe on a Friday right. night. Yeah. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be as advertised. Coach Helbert's team is gonna come in here playing to win, but you can't. I mean, you can't go against the Cubbies at home. Right. You can't. I agree. If it were at Winford, maybe different story, but I'm going with Lucas as well. I will say Winford's win over Pleasant was, I, I mean, I picked that wrong mm-hmm. in, in the TF. I, I didn't think that was going to happen, but Winford came out and, they, and played, played well, only gave up six points. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they had the lead in the first half against Otsego, and then it got away right. from them in the second half. Right. So it's not like Winford just got blown out. It was just they let kind of like Clear Fork last week. Right. They just let it get away from them. And they learn. I think they learned from it and yep. got the big win against Pleasant. So I, I can't still, wait. I'm still going with Lucas. Yep. Um, you know, Logan Tom's breaking his leg. He's probably going to be done for the year. So the last thing any opponent of the Lucas Cubs needs is for that team to play inspired, and they're going to yeah. be playing crazy inspired on Friday night, playing for Logan. So I'm going with the Cubs in that one. Although I think it's maybe a touchdown, two touchdown game. I think it's going to come down to. to I think some you know it's going to be close and. The Cubs probably run ten minutes off the clock and put it in to go up two scores late. Right. That would not surprise me. Right. Yeah. And I know Eric Will is excited to call that game. He's, been, he's pumped <laughs> to get down just there. To be on the oh, side I know. Yeah. Uh, Madison at Ontario. Someone's got to win this game. Yeah. Who, who we got in this? This is another tough one. <laughs> yeah. After what Madison did last week, well, yeah. Ontario too. Both teams yeah. were better than yeah. week one. So I'm right. saying they're both, both improved. Teams. It's just a matter of. Who's going to get their first win? I, I'm leading Madison. Just I think there's more experience uh, with the Rams, and I think that ultimately will win out. I go Madison if Isaac Brooks was playing, but he's not. I'm Ooh, going with the Warriors. All right. Travis is picking again. Miller's I, squad's going to get after. I mean, they put up a fight against Highland, a Highland team that's pretty darn good year in, year out in the K-Mac. Yeah. And, you know, I just, yeah. Give the Warriors win number one on the year. I'm going with Madison in that one. Um, yeah. I'm kind of with Bill. I, I like the, you know, Madison has more experience on the field. They don't have more experience winning, 
but they have more experience on the field. They're older. They they have a pretty good running back. That's going to be a good win for either team. Whoever gets yeah. the win, oh, that's yeah. going to be big for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm going with Madison on the road, but Ontario, I you know, I could see them kind of having a breakout performance this year. I think they're yeah. this this week. I think they can put up some points against Madison's defense. And that's three games that all could potentially be within one score. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. These are. This all. is a great final week of non-conference play. Mm-hmm. Mansfield Senior at North Canton Hoover. I mean, I I don't know anything about North Canton. I just know. They're D2, they're a bigger school, they're at home. I, I can start off. I'm going with North Canton Hoover to win that game. You hear that, Chokey? Um, so <laughs> I maybe give them some bulletin board material, which would be just fine. I'll take a loss in that one. But to, to keep my perfect record going, I, I'm 20-0 and 0 so far in our picks. I'll go with North Canton Hoover in that one. Tigers are going to all but clinch a playoff spot in week three because they're going to knock off a good D2 school. And like I said, I mean, there's 16 teams making it in. If you get a big win like this and go undefeated non-conference, they're going to get one or two wins at least oh, yeah. in the OCC. So this this one pretty much locks up a playoff spot, allows them to just get better and better and go for that OCC crown. T.Y. Tiger's going to get the big win. After what I saw from them last week, I'm going Mansfield Senior as well. Just I think this is the kind of game where even if they were to still play in Lima Senior, Right. I think this is the kind of game like week three right before conference play coming up here that they put an extra emphasis on to win. And I I, I, I'm, I think it'll be close again, but I'm going to go Mansfield Senior. Yeah, I mean, I just I see football in Canton-Maslin area is just kind of a little bit different than, yeah. than around here. But, hey, I, I hope I'm wrong. You know, I, I hope I'm wrong. This is, I don't, I don't this blame is, you. This is a good week for picks because we're not going chalk like yeah, we did the last right. two weeks. Yeah. So. I went back and forth on that one too, because yeah. like you said, that Canton area is no joke with football. I just if the tiger if the Tigers want to move up in your power pole, or, yeah. or if they want to reach the potential that they want to, this is the kind of game they need to win. Definitely. Uh, speaking of chalk, this one's kind of chalk here. Uh, Plymouth <laughs> at Crestline. Yeah, big that red. Just put them all yeah. on the big red. Yeah, I think Plymouth has been. Maybe one of the most impressive offensive teams. Yeah. Aside from Shelby, I think Shelby's just head yeah. and shoulders above. But what Plymouth has been able to do, I think they're they have like 110 points on the year. I yeah. think or something like that. Yeah. Um, the bigger just really, really kind of shown me a lot so far. Yeah. Although it's against kind of worse competition, it's almost like the the Crestview effect where they kind of got some cupcake games yeah. at the beginning. Still another one this week. Crestline got beat 60. 64 to nothing last week to North Baltimore. So, Big Red with some big plays now. It's Shelby at Bellevue. Are you picking against the Whippets to no. give them a chance? No. no. I'm not Brian Skaronsky isn't even picking against yeah. the Whippets. Oh, really? Yeah. They have converted wow. Brian Skaronsky. I, I was making the joke in this, the, the office last week. He's like, no, I'm on the Shelby band. I'm with the Whippets this year. Yeah. They just have studs all over the place again. Yeah. So, I'm not picking against Shelby unless they give me a reason to. And I don't think they will give us yeah. two out this year. I, I legit see them. West Holmes is going to be their biggest opponent, yeah. I think, for the rest of the way. I think so. Even, yeah, you can even include Bellevue in that. I think yeah. I think they're going to – I give Shelby a two to three touchdown, maybe even four touchdown advantage over Bellevue. I just, wow. I just think they're going to – This is the game that, that shows the state who the Shelby Whippets are. And it's going to be on turf. Can you imagine trying to cover five guys like that on turf? Maybe those people that, that <laughs> maybe the people that vote on the stupid A people that always get it wrong actually see who the Shelby Shelby is ranked. I did see the rank yeah. them like eighth or ninth, but right. okay. they'll get a big boost after this game. 
this was going to be good. East Knox at Crestview on a Saturday at Ashland. It's a home game in, in air quotes for Crestview, but yeah. who are you taking in this one? I'm torn. Yeah. Our Bulldogs and our so Cougars, hard. we both we love both fan bases at the OH Report, and I know Brian and Brian and Garrett Parlett are going to be on the call for that one. I know G-Man and Storm also. They, the two best fans. I mean, they're from Crestview, but they love Bulldog Nation, and I just Oh, it's going to be tough. I love that it's on a Saturday night because it's the the prime game of the night right other now. than college football going on. But, right. you know, Buckeyes play on Thursday. So everybody tune in <laughs> on Saturday night. But still, ah, you have to come back to me. This okay. is tough. I know. I went back and forth when we were doing our picks. Like, I, I literally wrote, like, no, I'm going East Knox. <laughs> no, I'm going Crestview. No, never mind. Final answer, I'm going Crestview. Crestview. Just, I think this might be the kind of game that comes down to the final drive. And, I, and they played two years ago in the playoffs. I think you touched on it, Jake. Missed I, field goal by Crestview at the, yeah. buzzer, at the buzzer. Yeah, and I think it was a one-point game, was mm-hmm. it? 21-20. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I expect it to be pretty similar. And I think Crestview gets its revenge, though. I'm going with East Knox in that one. Um, and I, just looking at the scores, I think East Knox is averaging pretty close to, like, 45 points a game. Yep. They're only, they've only given up, like, 12, I want to say. I can't remember exactly how much, but it's single digits. Um Crestview, you know, kudos to Crestview. I, I think they're having a phenomenal year so far. Yeah. Um, but this is by far their biggest test of the year. Oh, yeah. And I think East Knox comes away with it. I'm going Bulldogs. Sorry, Coach Haverdale and company, but the Bulldogs are more experienced. They're older. They return all their key pieces, like I've said the last few weeks, and they've shown out. Peyton Lester has been phenomenal at the quarterback positions. Shane Knepp. Coda Lauder running back. They have an you know experienced line as well. It's that experience that's going to get them the big win on the road. Don't and don't get me wrong. Crestview's another one of those teams I think are going to compete for the Firelands, but right. East Knox is just going to get that big non-conference win. It's another big playoff point win yeah, for, for sure. whoever gets it too. I think they're both in the same region, I believe. Yes, well, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, that'll be. That'll I think. Be a good I mean, they switched around the regions so much in the last two years. Yeah, I haven't right. double checked, but they should be. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they are. Upper Sandusky at Gallian. The Rams are actually playing some football over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they beat Mount Gilead, who Mount Gilead hasn't been. Mount Gilead had a big win in week one, but that's right. the apples to oranges. Right. Uh, Upper also stuck with River Valley. Yeah. And Gallian, but Gallian barely beat Elgin, gave up a late lead to carry. One and one against one and one. It's another toss-up game. I'm going Gallian. I think that they're probably going to come out this week with a little bit of something to prove after their second half collapse last week. Yeah. How about you, Travis? Yeah, I'll go Gallion. I think we're all going to go Gallion in that one. Upper Sandusky, I just, if I'm putting a perfect record on the line, I'm not going to pick Upper Sandusky to win a key <laughs> football game. Uh, That's fair. Just with their recent years. So, uh, is it Teasy Valley? Let's uh, just call it I think it's Teasy Valley, maybe. Teasy Valley? Uh, Tees Valley at Ashland. Do the, do the Arrows get their first win of the year? You know, I I said before, I picked Ashland in the first two games, and I don't – it's not that I don't think Ashland's good. I just don't want to get burned again. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, gonna to go with Tees Valley, and I'll, I'll watch. It'll burn me this week again, Ooh. but who knows. I'm going to go Tees Valley, and I think the big thing you want to watch from the Ashland this game is – how do they respond from after getting shut out for the first time since 2008? Was it? Yeah, Chris? I was still in high school. 13 years. 
That's wow. crazy. Uh, so Tees Valley beat 0-2 Chill Coffee, 28-17. Beat 0-2 Logan, 49-6. Oh, that's, so they don't have a key win yet. I mean, it's only two weeks, so. I'm going Ashland. Oh. All right. I'm going Ashland. Bounce back. Big bounce back win for them. If not, I probably won't be on the Ashland bandwagon the rest of the year, except for a couple games, Madison probably, or something like that. But <laughs> Ashland, I, you got to you got to show me something, boys. I mean, we and that's, we that's like exactly, you up there. I respect Coach yeah. Cedar. They got to get. It. They need a win. That's exactly what I'm saying. Ashland has given me <laughs> as brutal as it sounds. They give like Shelby hasn't given me a reason to pick against them. Ashland mm-hmm. hasn't given me a reason to pick them. Yeah. Um, so I think they're going to still suffer a hangover after that 34 nothing shutout. And I'm picking Tease, Teasy, Tease Valley, whatever it is. <laughs> from, uh, from I think they're up by Cleveland area, aren't they? I think so, area, yeah. Something, something like, like that. that. Um, then the last one we'll pick, um, I'll let you guys decide which one you want to pick here. Carding, I have on my schedule here, Cardington at Colonel Crawford. Well, there's eight. We need ten, so we go two, right? One, two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. We got. Oh, nine. we did pick that one. Okay, yeah. So Cardington at Colonel Crawford, Mohawk at Gibsonburg, Northmore at Bucyrus, Ridgemont at Buckeye Central, Toledo Way to Cary, or Seneca East at Willard. Which one? Which one's like the uh, maybe the best game out of that one? I don't, Probably Mohawk and Gibsonburg. I was, how good's Gibsonburg? Gibsonburg just just blew out somebody last week. Buckeye, I don't know, Ridgemont, Ridgemont's pretty, I don't know. See, a lot of those games are probably going to be lopsided. Right. Yeah. A little bit easier to pick. Um, Gibsonburg is 2-0. and They beat Ottawa Hills 14-10 in week one. They shut out Woodmore 63 nothing last week. I think Mohawk picked up a couple good wins, didn't they, last Mohawk. week? Mohawk beat Calvert and then lost to Hope while allowing the team who beat Carey. Okay. Let's pick that one. Yeah. I think that one's a, sure. that one's a better one. Travis, go ahead, pick it. Go with the Warriors, Mohawk. Yeah, I'm going to go with Mohawk, too. And I'll go against you guys and go Gibsonburg, even though Gibsonburg, when they went 10-0, and didn't make the playoffs, and they raised a big oh, stink of right. it. I think that's why we have 16 teams in the playoffs right now. <laughs> well, we've been 12, but yeah. Right. So yes. they, they kind of raised a big thing about that, even though they didn't play anybody the whole year. Yeah. Blah, 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 whatever. But I'll go with Gibsonburg, just to go against you guys. Well, we only have two games where we all agreed on. So, wow, what was that? Plymouth and Plymouth and Cre- Plymouth at Crestline and Shelby at Bellevue. Okay. Anyways, oh, and we also agreed on a person Dusky at Galleon. So, okay, it's gonna be some crazy. I'm the the picks records right now. I think I'm twenty and zero. Travis is twenty nine and or nineteen and one. Bill is sitting lonely at sixteen and four in the <laughs> year. So. It's kind of like we know what we're talking about. A little bit, yeah, a little bit. I mean, at least, bit. at least one of us knows, you know. <laughs> Travis, That's why I'm picking against you so much, <laughs> trying to catch up. Right. <laughs> Travis, tell us where the OH report's going to be this week. Well, you get this po- posted so quickly. We got volleyball tonight. Oh, nice. I will be Fredericktown at Northmore. Myself, Mackenzie Weaver, the four-time All-Ohioan yeah. uh, college uh, volleyball player at Syracuse and UD. She's going to be on the call with me. And then uh, St. Peter's at Lucas. Oh. G-Man and Storm be calling that. Uh, also, I will be on uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, River Valley Clear Fork Soccer. I'm just going to go through the whole schedule just because. Uh-huh. <laughs> and more volleyball on uh, on Thursday. But anyway, now to Friday. Uh, Mansfield Senior North Canton Hoover will have a highlight of that cool. one. 
Who's well, going for that? Uh, Dalen, one of our new, uh, cool. Cool. one of our new OH reporters. Uh, Clear Fork at Lexington, Mason Nice will be down there doing a highlight. Uh, Tees Valley at Ashland, uh, Brian Harder, Bruce Wyrick will be on the call of that from Community Stadium. Upper Sandusky at Galleon, Garrett Parlett, our Galleon reporter for the yeah. year, will be there. Winford Lucas, like I said, the WMAN crew will be on the call. I will be producing that. Uh, Shelby Bellevue, Storm Blunchley, doing amazingly on the... If you've watched the highlights in the OH report, he does a good job because uh, they actually give us locker room access right. beforehand. Right. And just the way that that whole thing's set up, uh, just, just watching that first part made me think up. Oh, Shelby's going to roll over over Lexington because mm-hmm. Mahaney's, you know... Pre-game speech got the pregame speech. I know we might get one more because we have room for one more live stream, so we're still working on that. So just stick with the OH report. Look on our Facebook and uh, Facebook and our Twitter. We'll give you an update of that. But we might have one more game in the makes. And then on Saturday, we'll have another big crew for East Knox at Crestview at a community stadium. Brian Skoronsky, Garrett Parlett will be on the call of that one. Nice. I will be back home for Labor Day weekend, but I will be surely watching that on my computer. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to this Labor Day weekend. I'm taking a whole weekend off, so it's going to be nice. <laughs> got got the Mountaineers playing at 3.30 and then got high school the, football. I got up. the Hurricanes going up against Alabama at 2.30 yes. on Friday. I'll be parked, <laughs> at least for the first quarter. Or first the great half. thing is the Buckeyes <laughs> play it on Thursday this week, so yeah. you know, can't miss it. Where are you guys going to be? Bill Bill's the most organized guy in a, in this room, so he's well, got he's got everything. He, oh, tell us so. what's going in the paper. Appreciate you. So, obviously, like I said before, I'll be going uh, to Lexington for their matchup with Clear Fork. Jake will be at Lucas for Winford. Uh, we have uh, Braden, who was on the podcast last week. He'll be doing Madison at Ontario. Uh, our friends over in Canton are going to help us out. They're going to be covering the Hoover game for us against Mansfield. Then Ashland, they will be covering Ashland against TV. <laughs> They'll be doing the uh, Loudonville-Hillsdale game. They'll also be doing Rittman-Mapleton. On Saturday, they will be doing East Knox at Crestview, and then Zach will be Zach Holden from the Telegraph Forum will be doing Cardington-Lincoln at Colonel Crawford. So yeah, we got plenty of uh, local games plenty of <laughs> coverage slate this weekend. We also have a roundup of all the scores that we can find in the immediate area and uh, run down some of those stats and scores and stuff for you too. We'll have it all posted on the website Friday night, Saturday morning. So, all right, guys, enjoy week three after this week. We'll be into conference play. That's yep. right. Coming up quick. Coming up so fast. We'll see you. Big games this weekend. We'll see you this weekend.